0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Simply Amazing. Tim Ryder from the Apple. Friends, we witnessed absolute greatness on Friday night. Uh, Jacob deGrom did Jacob deGrom things once again. It came at a time where the Mets needed him to uh, to do it. Just, you know, they needed him to be Jacob deGrom. And, and, it you know, he snapped him out of this funk. And boy, what a funk it was. But we're going to jump into all that. Uh really there's been so many less than thrilling narratives over the first few weeks, whether it's postponements, whether it's non-productive times with with men on base or just coming out flat and, and stupid defensive miscues or whatever. It's, it's been one thing after another. And uh, especially after the week that the Mets had in Chicago, uh, you know, that was um, entirely disappointing. I mean, getting swept out of Chicago was probably absolute last on on this team's list of ways to kind of wrap up the road trip. Um, Just so many mistakes uh, in the field that played missed opportunities. Um, You know, missing out on wins in April, while there's a lot of time to make up for those lost wins. You know, you hate to see them come back and bite you in the long run. We were very familiar with how this cycle works. Anyone who remembers 2007 and 2008 knows a couple of uh, a couple of losses that should have been wins back in April and May. Um, you know they'll make a big, big difference down the line later, and that's you know that's something that's a situation the Mets obviously don't want to run into, but that they're kind of built to perform beyond that level of uh, of if. I guess you could put it that way. Um, so, I mean, even despite all the issues over the last week, I mean, I'm just going to talk about the Chicago series, but um, after all those issues, they still came into Friday night. They're seven and seven. They're tied for first place in the NL East. They have four games in hand over Philadelphia. who's They were at nine and nine in the, uh, in the NL East leading or tied for the lead. Um you know, they, they could be in worse positions at this point. I know you could look across town at the Yankees who were really struggling with a really talented team. And, uh, you know, their fans are just absolutely, you know, they, their minds are literally exploding. You look on Twitter and, you know, your place is just a, a dumpster fire. Again, that ship is going to write just like the Mets ship is going to write. And they took a really, really big first step in that direction on Friday against the Nationals. As we were saying uh, after <laughs> the tough times, the Mets needed Jacob deGrom to come out and pitch like Jacob deGrom, and we're all expecting him to do that. And, you know, he comes out on Friday and, uh, <laughs> once again, exceeds all expectations. Uh, just uh, an absolute career night. Uh, you heard about him. Yeah, you heard him talking about it in the postgame presser. Just he knew that he felt good. He said he felt nervous coming out of the bullpen because he, he felt that good throwing before the game. And, boy, you know <laughs> – if you're Tomas Nito and you're walking out with Jacob DeGrom and you know how good he's feeling, it's like, oh boy, this is just going to be such a treat. And that's what we got. We got a treat. It, it was it was watching a, a master at work, uh, Phil Hughes. You guys know Phil used to pitch for the Yankees. You follow him for his uh, for his baseball and sports card content. Uh, check out Phil Phil's polls on YouTube. By the way, it's really fun. But. Like middle of the game, and this is early on still. He's like, put Jacob de Gram in the Hall of Fame. I replied, "What today?" Like you know, but that's what he's he's leading up to, and he's actually said it this year that that's a a goal in the back of his mind is to to be a I'll quote him an inner circle Hall of Famer, and that's you know that that's uh, uh those are lofty goals, but again, he's on the trajectory to kind of meet those goals, and uh just uh, you know that level of player was on full display on Friday. It was um just incredibly impressive. <laughs> so I think in through the sixth and seventh, he struck out the side in both innings that had him at 15 strikeouts through seven. Of course I'm sitting back and I'm saying, Oh wow. You know, Jacob deGrom is going to strike out the next six batters he faces. And he's going to set a major league record tonight with 21 strikeouts in a game. Uh, that didn't happen, but he still finished out the game. He, he had a, a terrific night at the plate. Um, you know, flirting with 100, 101 all night. Just baffling hitters. Absolutely baffling guys. Uh, early, It was very early on in the game. I think he was facing Trey Turner for the first time. He started him off with two sliders, uh, low in the zone. He put 101 up high in the zone. And then threw the same exact slider on the fourth pitch. And he just stood no chance. And it's like, oh, wow. Well, Jake's feeling good tonight. And, you know, you just settle in and watch it. And it, every inning he goes out and he's just more and more more and more impressive and just it's incredible and then you, you saw the Mets roster the positional roster kind of <laughs> picked themselves up behind them and you know we, we we were just saying that things have been very very bad they went three for 20 with runners in scoring position in Chicago uh losing three in a row to Chicago who's you know they I know they weren't uh projected to be a very good team but that's still a, a talented roster um The Mets had no, I think Justin Toscano put it best. Uh, Hey, hey, Justin, the the Mets had no business being swept in Chicago. Absolutely none. But these things happen. And like we were saying, and like I've been saying on Twitter all week where, (laughs) Hey, I I think I may have overstepped my boundaries telling people to chill. I learned the hard way in my mentions when I woke up on Friday morning that uh, it's, it's a, it's a slippery slope telling Mets fans to chill out. Um, I think, all of us have our process dealing with rough times and, you know, I'm going to refrain from that in the future. Uh, I should also refrain from comparing them to Yankees fans because we're not Yankees fans, but when you have a high expectations and those expectations don't come to fruition right away, people get a little salty. And uh, you know, again, everyone's got their process. I'll do my best not to be so antagonistic, but uh, you know, just chill out. <laughs> All right. Onward. Um, yeah, so the Mets come into Friday. They really needed a a pick me up day. They needed a win in the worst pop in the in in the, is the, the most the the only time that you can say it's a must win game in April when it, when Jake is on the mound and you're coming off a sweep that you shouldn't have been swept in. And the Mets, you know, they came and yeah, for the first few innings, as they always do, they made Eric Fetty, whoever's going to be out there, they made him look like fucking Greg Maddox. But uh, you know, they got over that hump um good things happened you know Jay, <laughs> jake kind of did his own uh did his own damage he got an rbi double to put the team ahead early brandon nimmo continued his just absolutely scorching stretch he missed some time with a, a sore hip this week and he comes back in and he he's in the middle of everything he's blooping uh you know scoring a run off of his double on dom's bloop single uh he played in another earlier excuse me earlier in the game Uh two run homer in the ninth. You know, this these are the types of performances we're looking for. And no, the offense is still not firing on all cylinders, but boy, just a sign of life when it's needed the most is just so 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 encouraging. But uh yeah, we're gonna take a real quick break. We're gonna hear from our sponsors. We're going to come back and talk about Jacob deGrom a little bit more and uh, yeah, close it out strong and hope for a big weekend. Hopefully we get three and it's supposed to rain on Sunday, but hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, guys. So we're going to just wrap things up briefly, somewhat briefly Uh, talking about, uh, you know, not even, not even a question, the greatest pitcher I've ever seen do his job in my life and, you know, I'm 37. I've been watching ball for about, you know, half the time of some of the people who've been, uh, who have opinions on this matter, but I know what I see. And I see the absolute, you know, dominance at a level. I've never seen it ever. I, you know, I caught the very tail end of Doc Gooden's height. Um, I guess, you know, I was a preteen when he was began his descent and, uh, I do remember his perfect game with the Yankees very well. I was rooting pretty hard for him. But anyway, back to my point. Jacob deGrom is without a doubt the greatest pitcher that I've ever seen ply his trade. Um, he Going out there and, you know, it's tough to think about what an opposing hitter is going on. Well, it's tough to kind of peg what's going on in his head especially through a screen when you're not there and you're not a professional ball player yourself. But, you know, how do you, one, how do you prepare to face someone who's just unquestionably head and shoulders more talented than you are as a hitter? And, and, you know, that's not to take anything away from professional baseball players, but at the level that Jacob DeGrom is pitching compared to the level that joe Schmo mlb ball players doing his thing guys don't stand a chance and so far this season that's that's really been the case i mean you can look at jake's he's got a 0.31 era uh that's through four starts he's got 50 strikeouts in uh how many innings is this my goodness 50 strikeouts in 29 innings and three walks yeah you know, that's just unfair that's that's you know, guys find grooves, they go on hot streaks. We've seen unbelievable stretches. You can even look back to Trevor Bauer last year and go, oh, yeah, well, you know, that's a that's a really good 11-game stretch. Um, that's nothing compared to what we've seen Jacob deGrom do over the first four starts and do it without, uh, you know, <laughs> unrecognizable substances on their hat or their jersey or with one eye open or closed for that matter. Um you know, just a, another class of, of of pitcher. And again, you know, these are all professionals. Look at Saturday starter. Look at Marcus Stroman, who's having a terrific start to the season and has been this consistent level of pitcher for a long time. I mean, when <laughs> when, when you're starting off your season with a 0.89 ERA, but only hardcore Mets fans are really talking about it because Jacob deGrom is doing historical magical amazing things every time he goes out you know one hey that's got to be a pretty cool position to be in because that all the pressure is off of you especially once Carrasco returns which should be coming soon and Syndergaard which should be coming not too long after that just with Jake up front doing his thing and just the consistency and the consistency of excellence not just the consistency the level of of, of dominance that he comes to the table with um you know not only does it kind of set the the pace or set the tone for the rest of the rotation um it just like I said it alleviates the pressure off guys and you know of course the competitive edge everybody wants to keep up with the head you know the the leader of the pack but who's going to keep up with Jacob deGrom at this point and that 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 goes for the Mets rotation that goes league wide I mean who's going to <laughs> who's going to perform at this level and down the line, you know, your Walker Bueller uh, Walker Bueller's or your, your Tyler glass now, or your next, you know, your next big things, your next proven stars really like what, um, Oh, what the hell is his name? John means is doing in Baltimore, even though he was, I guess the video video caught him going to his hat or to his, uh, to his glove or something too. So again, this is something that happens throughout the game. I personally hope that MLB, um, does approve a, uh, I guess, a, a universal substance that pitchers can use because, you know, guys go into sunscreen or boil down fucking Dr. Pepper. Um, you know, it, it's it's wild. And I, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but I, if you go and look at uh, a Pitching Ninja, who just does terrific things for the game, go check him out on Twitter. He had a video of Kenley Jansen from the Dodgers throwing a, um, it was a two-seamer. And the thing broke, it must have broke fucking 20 inches um, to the left, uh, away from a right-handed hitter. And, and I'm not accusing him of using anything, but balls aren't supposed to fucking do that, guys. <laughs> it just doesn't, it's not how it works. So, um, you know, either either level the playing field or, or you know, let's find pitchers that are Jacob Degrom, who theoretically, I mean, presumably don't, he doesn't need it. You don't see him going to his fucking glove or going to his jersey or tapping, you know, tapping his wrist before he uh, when he turns his back to the umpire, which we saw somebody on Twitter pointed it out. Boy, I wish I had the note in front of me. Somebody pointed out last weekend in Colorado, uh, the Rockies pitcher went to his wrist in between uh, in between pitches. And I went back on my TV and I found it and lo and behold, he did it. He's touching it. And then he, he did like the, you know, the grippy finger motion. If you guys could see me, I'm doing that right now. But, you know, it's I know I kind of went off on a tangent here, but it does tie in. I promise. Um, you know, it's a, it's a league wide thing. Just level that playing field. Let everybody kind of do their thing and and try to keep up with Jacob DeGrom. There's my tie because that's all they're doing. All of them can try and, 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 and pull all the strings they can and, and you know, get all the competitive edges that they can by using all these wild Vaseline balls or whatever the fuck they're using. But no one's going to catch up to Jacob DeGrom. It's, at this point, who can? Um, and, you know, look at his fastball. He's not slowing down anytime soon. I have his first seven pitches of the game here in front of me. Velocity, and they're all four-seamers. Velocity of 99.6, 99.6, 100.8, 99.7, 100.8, 101 on the freaking nose, and 100.3. That's how you start the game, and then you're going to throw 92-mile-an-hour sliders and and, and, and change-ups that move just as crisply as a slider does from any other guy. Like, it's just insanity. Fucking insanity. God, I'm sorry. I, I'm cursing a little bit. It's like 11 o'clock on a Friday, as we do. Um Andrew, a uh, big shout to Andrew Claudio, my producer, who absolutely has held my hand through this entire process. Um, you know, this he's on call 24-7. I had to change nights last night because I recorded an absolutely expletive-laden episode of Simply Amazing after Thursday night's loss versus the Cubs, which I said it on Twitter on Friday. Maybe I'll break that out ahead of the World Series parade. But, boy, that was just like 25 minutes of me fucking going off. I was – really really angry but um yeah big shout to Andrew for hanging with me through all of this and uh and and taking my email at probably close to midnight on Friday uh and then posting it on Saturday because my 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 guy is a uh, he's an absolute trooper so anyway back to the Mets um you know the league can do what they're going to do to catch up to Jacob DeGrom they're never gonna though but between Jacob DeGrom and what the rest of the Mets pitching staff is doing, and you can go right down the line. Um, everyone's really <laughs> pitching up. Um, we've seen guys have, you know, struggles. Casey had some issues. Taiwan Walker had some issues his last time out. David Peterson's been terrific. Um, I know I was very I- – I said it all through the, the back end of the offseason. I-, I was very hesitant to throw David Peterson into the mix. I really was. I did not think that he would adjust so quickly to major league hitters as they're adjusting to him. I've said it more than once on the show, Uh, and he has. He really has. He's been um, just consistent. He's been confident. He gets the job done. Uh, What was it, the night with all the errors? You know, he spoke to the media, and he was just, you know, it wasn't our night. He could have griped. He could have been, uh, uh, you know, and he would have been justified in being very, very pissed off. But, hey, these are the breaks. It's a very, very long season. But going into Friday night before Jacob DeGrom got on the mound, which now these numbers are probably lower, definitely much lower. So going into Friday, the Mets starting rotation, they had a 2.93 ERA. It was fifth in baseball. They've allowed 0.73 home runs per nine. That's third in baseball. They're 2.74 fielding independent, fielding independent Pitching Rating, FIP, which is just – it's an ERA with league average defense. Um, it takes pretty much defense out of the equation. It just It's just on the pitcher. Uh, and that's the best in baseball. And that was heading into Friday. So – and you look over at the bullpen and, sure, a 4.61 ERA uh, – won't get the job done, but Hey, it, again, they could be in a worse position now. Um, they've allowed just 0.66 home runs per nine. That's tied with Seattle for second in baseball. And their, their FIP was 3.07. That's third in baseball. So, you know, the pitching staff is doing their job. The offense has had a lot of issues um, up until this point. Friday was a very encouraging, hopeful step out of that, uh that, that slump and, and that, team-wide funk it seems like brandon nimmo's the only one hitting consistently and you know at least Pete alonzo's hitting the absolute shit out of the ball i said it on the apple on friday um friday morning by the way guys subscribe to the apple i don't care if it's free or paid if you want to pay for it awesome that's not up for me to decide i'm never gonna use paywalls i'm never gonna do any of that never gonna oh i got a cool interview but it's behind a paywall haha no that's not my thing um uh, once, once I type my stuff. Once I speak to the, into the mic here. Once I finish, it's yours. If you feel like paying me for it, awesome, great. I'll always take it. But I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not gonna hold my my work ransom for money. That's just not how I operate. But back to what I was saying. Subscribe to the Apple. But I was as I was saying on the Apple uh, on Thursday. Pete grounded out. This is his season high exit velocity at 117.1 miles per hour. That was a ground out. His home run later in the game was at 108.6 miles per hour. So that increased his major league leading average exit velocity to 100.3 miles per hour. Aaron Judge of the Yankees is he's in second. His average is ninety-seven point eight miles per hour, and I think Gary Collins said it on the uh, on the broadcast on Friday. And hey, Gary, if you if you're listening or if you're if you're reading the Apple, we appreciate it, man. You're a fucking legend. Anyway, moving on. Um, Pete's average exit velocity is two and a half miles per hour higher than Aaron Judge's, or than the second place guy. It doesn't matter who it is. He's hitting the absolute just putting out of the ball. I I know I already said, said it once. I didn't want to repeat myself. So, but you know, these are um, very good signs. And, and, you know, when Pete's on, he's going to put the team on his back and go. And when Jeff McNeil's on, he's going to, you know, string together a week of multi-hit games. And when Michael Conforto's on, he's going to send, you know, what feels like every other double, uh you know, every other extra base hit he hits is going to send it to the opposite field and he's going to do big things. Dom Smith is going to continue to just come up huge. And and, and boy, he looks really good. I don't want to say really good, but he looks extremely serviceable in left field. And boy, a huge tip of the cap for Dom. One lobbying a absolute well, now we know that the Mets organization was just absolutely uh <laughs> staunch in, 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 budging on anything. We've heard about the Jed Lowry freaking mess and they wouldn't let him get his knee injury his knee surgery. Now he's raking out in Oakland. Good for him. We are all Jed Lowry fans now, but uh, you know, Dom Smith was relegated to a backup spot, rele- relegated to a bench spot because Pete Alonzo and rightly so um, he earned the first base job, the starting first base job, because his bat is just terrific. And then Dom, you know, with all of the, uh, I don't want to say misinformation, but all of the, the kind of just mixed. Mm, what's the phrase I'm looking for here. It was a really weird first impression that he gave because he struggled at first, like most ballplayers do when they come up, but you know, the pedigree of Dom Smith, the first round draft pick, um, the the line through the minors that was just, you know, you didn't expect power from him, but he, you know, he blossomed and, he realized that, hey, I'm blocked, so I got to do something to get my playing time. And, you know, he turned himself into a major league caliber left fielder. Is he going to win a fucking gold glove out there? No, probably not. But he's starting in left field, and I don't have the stats in front of me. I could probably pull it up, though. Actually, no. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be updated yet, but it'll be close enough. Tom Smith's stat because You know, he's been making the plays that he should make, and he's been, you know – He hasn't been atrocious. I mean, uh, to be honest, we've probably seen Michael Conforto make worse plays in right field than we have Dom Smith in left field this year. And, you know, that's not a knock on Conforto. Things will come around. He did have a really statistically bad season, advanced metrics, in right field last season. But he's been a terrific corner outfielder throughout his career. He's going to be fine. Here we go. I got Dom Smith here. What What does he look like? negative negative one out to above average in left field that's not terrible for a guy who doesn't play left field he's a fucking first baseman i'll take that i'll take that every day of the week especially if he's going to come out and hit well um talked a little bit earlier in the week about his, his his expected stats um of course this is all you know expected metrics are all based on your uh, your your exit velocity, your launch angle is what the ball what what the ball should do. You of course these these stats are going to reward um, you know higher exit velocity because as we all know, you hit the ball square, it's going it's got a better chance of finding grass. That's just how it works. Um, Dom Smith his expected stats were through the roof over the first few weeks, but the the results at the plate kind of weren't there. Uh, going into Friday, I think he was four for his last thirteen. And then on Friday night, he had a really nice night at the plate, went another one for four. So he's, you know, he's coming out of it. Everyone's going to be coming out of it soon. And this team's going to be a, a force. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, I'm not sure if we can expect, you know, the bullpen or the starting rotation to keep up these, um, you know, elite group metrics. But, you know, the foundation is certainly there for them to do special things. And, uh, you know, like we just said, once the offense is clicking, and you have to, I don't want to. There's no concern on Francisco Lindor's slow start on my end, absolutely none. He's a proven elite level star. Um, I'm just you know, I want to. I guess I'm just kind of selfish. I want to see the Francisco Lindor we've all been told about. We saw it in the spring, he was certainly hitting in the spring, and you know, um, these things come and go. He's gonna fall back into it, and we're gonna, we're gonna all kind of just be revel in the in the wonderment of, of Francisco Lindor doing his thing um I guess I'm kind of anxious to see it uh again not concerned whatsoever he's gonna come around but boy guys did we go off on a nice little tangent here this was fun you see what a couple of uh, a couple one you see what one Mets win can do for my mood just completely turn me right around uh, the Mets go into Saturday's game at 410, and it's on PIX. Don't be confused that it's not on SNY. Um, they are facing the Nats. They got Marcus Stroman, who – oh, I'm sorry. It's not a 0.89 ERA. It's a, point, a 0.90 ERA. Uh, he's going. He's facing Joe Ross, who's had a nice uh, an uneven start for the Nats. He's at 5.87 ERA through two. Had a really nice couple of first starts. Got rocked his last time out. But, um, boy, the Mets just – they need to string together a couple of wins. And with rain expected on Sunday, uh, 100% here on the island. So I have to assume that that's into Queens as well. Um, you know, heading into another – yet another postponement. Um, with a second win, boy, that would be a, a, a very nice little, I guess, wrinkle. And then you have Boston coming in for two after an off day on Monday. So, again – Uh, A nice win Friday, a hopeful big win on Saturday Uh, will lead into yet another multi-day break. This is getting ridiculous. May can't come soon enough. Boston in for two, uh, another off day on Thursday. And then you start a, a string of one, two, seven, eight games in a row. No, 10 games in a row. Yeah, three in in Philly, three in St. Louis, and three at home versus Arizona before they're off again on May 10th. So uh, yeah, guys, hopefully this is the beginning of something very, very special. Um, As far as special goes, this is about as special as it gets. Jacob deGrom is uh, undoubtedly the greatest pitcher I've ever seen pitch. And uh, look at that. We tie it up on the First thing we brought up to start things off. All right, everybody, you know where to find us. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, Check out everything that's going on at the Apple. That's at the Apple NYM on Twitter. You know where to find me on Twitter. It's at Timothy R. Ryder. All the links and stuff are in my bio. Uh, Let's go Mets, guys. We'll see you on Monday.